Welcome to Aging Disgracefully, a weekly oddcast of monologues, seriously funny and sometimes raunchy. I'm Carolyn Meyer, and have I got a story for you. Stay with me now for episode number five, Underwear Anxiety. Anxiety is normal. Everybody suffers from some kind of anxiety at one time or another. Sometimes I bring anxiety on myself, and sometimes I bring it on other people. One main source of anxiety has always been my underwear. When I'm six or seven years old, my mother worries that I'll be in an accident and rush to the hospital, and the doctor and the nurses will put me up on the examining table, and the first thing they'll notice is if I am wearing raggedy underpants. Raggedy underpants are evidence of my mother's neglect, and I will be the source of her anxiety and her mortal embarrassment. By the time I reached junior high a few years later, standard-issue underpants for young girls are Carter's spanky pants. Spanky pants sounds risque and racy, doesn't it? But spanky pants come up to the waist, and they're available only in virginal white. What I want in seventh grade is the kind of underpants that Janie wears. Janie is my friend and arch-rival going back to kindergarten. And her panties come in ice cream colors, strawberry pink, mint green, lemon yellow, edible colors. And they're embroidered with the names of the days of the week, Monday through Sunday. But of course, my mother doesn't buy me the kind of panties that Janie wears. She buys me plain vanilla spanky pants. If I'm in an accident and rush to the hospital, my underpants will not be an embarrassment to my mother. In high school, on dress-up occasions, like church, I wear nylon stockings held up by a garter belt. My garter belt is really uncomfortable. And I'm not sure if the garter belt is supposed to be worn over the panties or under the panties. If it's over the panties, then you have to take the garter belt all the way down, practically to your knees, in order to take the panties down in order to pee. But regardless of the garter belt is under or over, my stockings still have a way of sagging around my ankles. The seams have to be kept straight. I'm constantly peering over my shoulder to check the backs of my legs or asking friends, are my seams straight? And they almost never are. And oh my God, what if I've got a runner? Plus, there are so many things besides stockings to be monitored. My slip creeps below the hem of my dress, so I'm constantly asking my friend, is my slip showing? When the breasts I've been praying for begin at last to sprout, naturally, I want a brassiere. My mother, who sometimes stuffs falsies into her brassieres when she gets dressed up, sees no reason for me to wear a bra. Oh, don't be ridiculous, Carolyn, my mother says. All you've got there is a couple of fried eggs. Even if they are just fried eggs, I might not need a bra, but surely I am entitled to wear a bra. To put an end to my pestering, she gives me a couple of her old ones. I stuff them with wadded-up toilet paper. I would gladly, 
gladly trade 10 points off my IQ for bigger boobs. Maybe even 20 points. Big boobs beat big brains. I try exercises that are supposed to help them get bigger. I must, I must, I must increase my bust. The exercises don't seem to work, and so I pray earnestly to become a 34B as soon as possible so I can ditch the toilet paper and maybe have a brand new bra of my own. Eventually, in the fullness of time, my prayers are answered. And then there are girdles. My mother never leaves the house without a girdle, no matter if she's going to the grocery store, choir practice, or out for dinner with my dad. She drives all the way to Harrisburg, 60 miles, to buy a girdle, industrial strength elastic extending from waist to thigh, with boning at the top and garter tabs for her stockings. The minute she gets home from wherever she's been, she shucks off the girdles, crying, Oh, my God, let me out of this thing. After I graduate from college and I'm on my own in New York with a job as a secretary earning 50 cents an hour, I buy a knit dress that I believe will mark me as a sophisticated professional woman. One of the older secretaries in our department pulls me aside. Get yourself a girdle, dearie. Rear cleavage is not appropriate for the office. This is the era of the unibut. There are no separate cheeks. And I submit, at least temporarily. Then some genius invents pantyhose. They're actually comfortable and practical. Women love them. But guess what? Men hate them. It's been a long time since I've worn Carter's spanky pants or checked my seams or stuffed toilet paper in my mother's old bras or thought it was necessary to subject myself to a girdle. But underwear anxiety still, still comes back to plague me. Decades after I chuck my garter belt, Victoria's Secret declares garter belts sexy and stockings with seams become fashionably retro. They weren't sexy when I was a teenager, so why are they now? Hmm. Marketing, my friends, marketing. And then along come bikinis. In my 40s, a widower for whom I've been auditioning for the role of his next wife informs me that it is immodest and embarrassing for a woman of my age to wear bikini panties. Margaret never wore inappropriate undergarments, he announces. I guess he expects me to buy my panties at a religious supply house. They probably still keep spanky pants in stock for the nuns, although it's possible that some of the more liberal nuns have panties in ice cream colors with the days of the week embroidered on them. You don't know what's under those habits, do you? Eventually, the widower decides that I'm not a good fit for the role of wife, and he definitely isn't a good fit for me either. I've recently discovered a new category, well, new to me anyway, of undergarments marketed as shapewear. For example, Spanx, that's Spanx with an X, no known relation to spanky pants, but a 21st century descendant of my mother's girdle. Spanx 
imagine this, have a built-in pee hole. Now that's progress for you. But I have a hunch they may still be fairly uncomfortable. The last time I do some serious underwear shopping, I have just met a new man. Things are looking promising, and I want to make a decent impression when that critical moment arrives, the big reveal, decent or indecent. The sales girl in the lingerie department at Macy's is the age of my granddaughter. She glances at my silver hair and leads me past the thongs and the tongas and the cheekies, straight to the granny panties. I leave Macy's without buying anything. I don't bother to explain to that sweet young thing that I've simply decided to go commando. You can read this and other stories on my blog at funnycarolyn.com, but do come back next week for episode number six, The Killer Chef. And be sure to subscribe. I'm Carolyn Meyer, and I'm aging disgracefully. Thank you.